Hey everyone, welcome back to the Colchester Sports Podcast. You're here alongside Marty and myself, Matt, and welcome back. This is episode three. We're hitting the episode three mark now. Today, we want to kind of review the Summer League, which is underway now. Uh, today is May 16. We'll probably get this posted this week, so probably sometime before the, that long weekend. But yeah, we're underway here in the 2023 Summer League. We had the Summer League last year, which has kind of kicked off the Colchester Hockey Elite League. It kind of started the whole thing. Um, last year went really well. Like it, it, it honestly, besides one hiccup with the facility near the end, I don't know if there's anything else I would change. I I don't I agree. It was competitive. It was fun you looked forward to playing games at night that, you know, the guys like, especially our young Endeavor wave team champion Endeavor wave team. You know, I worked with some of the guys, most of the guys actually. And we were excited to come to the rink last summer. Like we wanted to play. So when you get that from a bunch of 19, 20, 33 year olds, (laughs) it's, it's fun. It's good. It was good. Last summer was really good. I could definitely think of a few more uh, hiccups, but uh, actually, yeah, let's let's start there. Let's break that down. Let's break down last season. Um, coming out of COVID, we had no hockey, organized hockey here in Truro, I felt. And so uh, we put on the Summer League. The Chell was born. And uh, yeah, we started off with five teams. Kind of a scheduling, you know, it kind of made scheduling interesting because it's not super even, but worked out fine. Um. Yeah, I think I think what I'm trying to get at here is we had some teams morph over the summer. We had some teams evolve quite heavily over the summer, including landing some key players. You know, like like Gavin Hart, Carson Lansleeve. When you lose uh, the first game, thirteen to four, and you want to compete, when you have the Titans, who arguably on paper were the best team last summer, but they could just not field or ice a team with more than eight guys on it. But you lose, so I'm referring to the Mighty Ducks, who lose 13-4 to in the first game, and GM Reezy goes out and pretty much has an open tryout to make his team better. <laughs> So he, in a matter of days, he adds Gavin Hart, former Halifax Moosehead, Ben Schaefer, played for the Toronto Bearcats. Oh, and that's just for fun. We're going to add Chase Carter, who plays semi-pro hockey in the States. Three guys that just flipped that team from being the bottom of the barrel, losing 13-4, to to almost running the table. And, and you can't leave out NCAA... Div three Carson Lansleeve, who was also added, at least come playoff time, he definitely played playoffs. Uh, and that was that was me. Like this was me starting off a league. Like I'll, I'll take ownership, I guess, as the as you know organizing. It's on me because there was no rule set in place. It was kind of with with, with the goodwill intention, with like hopefully that things just went fine. Just wanted to keep a fun atmosphere and quickly learn that you can't do that. Guys are going to exploit certain things. And not that I think it went super, super bad, but I just think you can kind of look back at that and say, okay, there are some loose screws there. Got to tighten those up. 
And we did. And it was it was great. Like it was a great trial for the summer right before going into the winter league to iron things out and see what worked, what didn't, what do we have to change? So I do it in the rules, the Jay Reezy rule. No, I don't have it labeled like that, but I should. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just basically it caps your upper end of talent. To that's where the, that is where the one pro. Well, actually, no, the one pro rule came from the Debert Commercial League. But this is where like your uh, fifty. Well, it also applies here though with the Gavin. Uh, you have Chase both as your pros, um, and then also that fifty percent Junior A rule came came into life. The Jay Reezy rule, the real Jay Reezy rule, is the roster deadline. So <laughs> we needed a roster deadline. Because you had guys adding players, you know, all the time. And you, you just don't want that happening right before playoffs. And you, it just for obvious reasons. So that hence became the Jay Reezy rule. Yeah, it's a pretty important rule. <laughs> Some of the teams, you know, like the Endeavor Wave and even the Titans. Most of the teams, I think, were just kind of like, "Here's our roster. Let's play. Let's play hockey for the summer." Yeah, no, for sure. We didn't. Yeah. I don't. I think going into it, we didn't think it was going to be what it was. No, we, you, you thought you were going to show up on a. I think we played Wednesday nights on Wednesday night, play some hockey, have some laughs, but you learned really fast that okay, I get, I got to play. Like this is this is quick. This is fast, and you know it doesn't hurt when you have Gavin Hurt skate a thousand miles down at you but the only way to solve that is you take him out at the knees yeah. and i might have oh. got a penalty or two for that um <laughs> uh, yes and i got to talk to gavin he got a penalty the, the other night and i was just in the box with the timekeeper and uh gavin's playing again this summer um with the summer league which is great to see same team they have g blackmore um uh, and i just want to mention like i think that's the kind of the the key element of the summer league. It's kind of like the, I don't know the word right now, but it's kind of like this, the, the spotlight of the summer league is like the guys that play or played good hockey come back home for the summer. Like if you're so chase, for example, come back home, uh, Gavin, uh, this year we have Ben Higgins playing. So these guys that play hockey and they come back home for the summer, this is like a, it's a neat spot for them to play. I do think the summer league features like a wider range in skill gap. You have the guys up here, you have guys up here with a winter. The top is still around the same. It maybe comes down a little bit, but the bottom comes way up and it's such a tighter uh, space of like the skill of all the players in the, in the league. But I feel like that kinda... has to do with the, the two divisions though in the winter. Yeah, that definitely helps. The two divisions help. Uh, and I, I thought about two divisions in the summer, but I, I just think that I think one's fine. I think you can get away with one, and that it's going to allow that wider wider range for sure. Um, but it 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 makes it really fun, and so far there's been no issues. Like the guys that come play, they're just there to have fun, which is great to see. Um, there's nothing like yeah. There's no I, I feel anyway. I might jinx it, but I feel like there's no ego on the line. Like I always worry when these players come back. They're going to be worried about, oh, I can't look bad in front of this 35-year-old guy. Or, like, I can't let this, yeah, I can't let this nobody take the puck from me and type stuff. There was none of that really last year. So far this year, there's been none of that. So that's been great to see. Some of these guys that, well, they, 
I mean, if you play pro hockey, you're coming to play in the chill. You kind of understand, like <laughs> step up. Now you kind of understand <laughs> that you're just coming, coming to have a good time, get on, get on the ice, and not get injured. Probably. I think it's key for these guys to get reps too. Like you know, they could go out, and I know Jamie Barber has the Hublets Ice Time. I believe that's who runs that. Hublets is it Jamie? Hublets, I think. I think Hublets, Hublets like, okay. like an athlete, right? That's what oh, I, that's okay, okay. I see it. Yeah. So you know, they get they get their workouts, but like real actual game experiences. Can, I, can we talk about that for a quick sec, actually? Because I, I saw that like is that blowing up this summer? What's that? Like it, the Hublets is that is that a thing that's always been, or is that is it? A, a yeah, no, it, they had it last year. Okay, was it and, branded and, the Hublets? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And no. so, and what is that? Is that like a camp for? pro adults is it a camp for adults is it like what does it look like i, I don't even know I, I feel i i don't know the answer i'm sorry i don't but i i think it's i think he has a part where it's for the younger group and then he goes a little further with an older group because i know like chase goes out to it uh jared when he was home i believe went to it gavin probably goes to it Bra- uh Braden schmidt i think goes to it now uh don't quote me on any of these but <laughs> I, I, I know they have like a strength part to it. They have an on ice part to it. Like it's, it's a good program. Like he does really well. I know chase talking to chase about it. Like he enjoys going to it. That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. I should a little show it to Hubleys. I think he, I think Jamie's doing a great thing. Um, I know Jamie, I don't really know him. I just know him through the hockey community. And uh, yeah, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good ambassador. I think he is a part owner of the junior a Bearcats. So he's uh yeah, I think that was in the handover. Anyway, don't or anyway, don't quote me on that. He's involved with Junior A some on some level. Anyway, big shout out to Hubleets there. We'll just give him a little plug there. They're doing great things in the community for sure for hockey. Uh, getting back to where I was going was game game experiences. Like they, you know, going to Hubleets, they get their off ice, they get their practice scenarios, but game scenarios and game time scenarios, like I think the child really helps them. I think sense. so too. Some, yeah, I think so too. The, I. Do you do you think that there's ever a time that it creates bad habits though for some of these players, especially when there's no contact? I don't know. Like I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think not today anyway because the game has changed so much, and we just had an off-camera wonderful debate about this stuff. You guys would have loved to hear hear all that stuff. But I think with the game how it is today, where there's, and we can you can be honest, there's less hitting, there's less fighting, it's more speed, it's more skill. So in these types of games, where you know nobody's going to be skating down on you forty miles an hour and bashing you through the boards, I don't know if you're going to get bad habits. I think it's just going to open you up for a little more, maybe. And and maybe you know, if anything, maybe it'll show you how much time you actually have with the puck. Yeah, this guy is skating 40 miles an hour at me, but if I take an extra two seconds, he's probably just going to do the big skate by like everybody does. Yeah, you that know? makes sense. It just, I guess it maybe more so worries me about, I know there's a lot of, we'll jump into this year and some of the team makeups, but I know there's a lot of high school students uh, or high school Cougars like the that played this year that are going back to the team next year. Some of them graduated. Some of them are coming back to play. Um, and I, yeah, big friends of the show, 
uh, Shapley and Boots, I kind of messaged them and just said, hey, just so you know, these guys are are, are putting a team in and, and playing. I hope that doesn't create any bad habits for you guys because the coaches uh, of CEC there. Um, anyway, yeah, just a kind of a, a random thought that I, I had. But uh, I think you're right. I think, it, I think it just gives reps. I think it gives guys conditioning. I think it gives them maybe the fun aspect rather than just doing the drills and the off-ice training in the summer. It just gives them like a, a place to play and have some fun. And Man, uh, I watched the uh, Purple Dragons led by Blake Terry, and that's a young group. I don't know a lot of them, but it's a young crew. And then the Bud Heavy squad um, with Captain uh, Kalen Backer, that is a crew that I, a lot of the guys know. Like for uh, Anyway, for me, being involved with the CEC Cougars last year. Um, and you should see, uh, I wish I videoed it because there was just so much like sportsmanship on the ice and it was just really fun to watch. Um, like uh, Bud Heavy scored and... It, even one of the one of the guys on Purple Dragons went over and like their their celebration and like kind of gave all the guys hugs. Like I know it's super corny, but like I love that stuff. Like th- these are just friends on each on the opposing teams. Being at the end of the day, like, you're just yeah, you're just playing hockey. You know. I tried to whip the phone out and just like get it real quick, but I I missed it just for the content for the for the page there. But uh, anyway, really good to see. We'll jump into some of that stuff later, but um. I think my point there was, yeah, just wrapping up the, all the young, all the young guys, and, and just uh, getting the reps in, having fun while doing it. And again, that's that's what I'm striving out here for: is a fun place to play, safe place to play, and uh, an enjoyable experience. Like how much I can make people enjoy this beer league environment, this gentleman gentleman hockey environment. I think just touching base on the the young teams there getting back to talking about bad habits again, I feel, I really feel that by these guys playing um, and yes, it's, it's gentleman hockey, but it's, I, I feel like it could be a step up with the talent that is overall looking at these rosters for these young guys to be playing against will be better than what they played against in high school. So if anything, they could learn a thing or two and then hopefully take it back you know, again, with, with, you know, my biggest thing growing up playing was you don't realize how much time you have with the puck. You're all, when somebody comes at you, you have more time than you think. And hopefully, I guess where I'm kind of going with this is just like these kids, maybe they can take a thing or two that they learn. You know, maybe you have an extra second here, you know, take an extra second there. You know, maybe pass the puck here instead of there. You know, the game's different, yes, when there's no hitting. But I, I do fully believe that you do learn a thing or two. Yeah, and so last summer with the five teams, we've had the Mighty Ducks, uh, the Endeavor Wave, the Titans. Um, we had Colchester Excavation. Yeah, which at the time uh, they were called the uh, Maritime Fuels. And then, yeah, like you said, the Booze Hounds, who are now known as uh, Macintosh Marksmen. Those are the five teams led by Kyle McKenzie. So we had we had kind of like the the pockets of people in place. Um, we had one game, like the, the same thing when I formed the the schedule. It was just kind of like a one game playoff. So you play your your season, and then uh, fifteen was eliminated. We had one v four, two v three, one game playoff, uh, and then kind of like the NFL style, I guess. And then just the two teams in the final played a one game playoff. Um, I think we get into it here a little bit. I, I just just to wrap up the last summer talk, kind of an interesting 
final we had though uh last summer we yeah. we yeah we gotta i think i think we can touch on it here this is a safe space um the rec staff uh we only had the let i'm getting ahead of myself the rec staff at the end of the game it was tied tie game in the final and the zamboni driver did not want us to finish that game now i do feel yeah. <laughs> i do feel for the guy they're they're there to do a job they're there to clean the ice put their hours in and go home but i just gotta like i gotta i gotta say like you wouldn't be doing that to the junior a bearcats you wouldn't be doing that to uh, a high school team or uh, whatever it may be at tournaments when tournaments happen like you allow these things to go over it, it it was it was it was tough. The rec was great. I did let them know what happened, and they did give me a free another free ice session that we were able to replay the finals. I just had to pay the refs again, and uh, we were able to just get the finals done. And there, I mean, the, the other really positive thing that came out of this was the rec organizer. They're like the people I contacted the rec. They even tell me now, like, let us know when your playoffs are, and we'll make sure our staff are aware that you have a lot of time to make sure the games are done, which I think is fair. Like if you look at the amount of bookings that we're doing there at the rec, the amount of like, yeah, the amount of revenue that we're bringing to that building, I think it's fair that we're allowed a couple of games a year to go over our time if needed. If it's not needed, then that's, it's fine. But yeah, sure. Yeah. So that, that kind of happened last year. Again, another learning curve and yeah, good things came out of it. The rec staff were, really accommodating nothing against anybody there and we haven't had an issue since if i'm right on that i don't think we have i think it's been pretty good since then yeah uh, and then last thing on last summer we just did two 20 minute straight time periods or 222 minute like we tried I think to it fit was 222 in 50, straight yeah the, we had a 50 minute ice session and we just tried to fit in the warm-up the the game the intermission everything in that 50 minutes this I don't know how this hasn't been talked about in three episodes here yet. Fifty minutes is not enough time for a game. No, no, especially it's straight not. time. Straight time hockey, it's not. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Here's know how. Here's the problem. You, yeah. Here's the problem. Icing. If you have an icing and run time, there goes three minutes. So if you if you get up two nothing, two one, three nothing, whatever, close game, ice the puck. Ice the puck. You win. Yeah, hate to see that stuff. I think and it's that, more it's so not like, fun. I think the game just goes too quick. I think it's like you get the uh, so I leave home with my gear, go to the rink, put my gear on, play hockey for like forty four minutes of straight time hockey. I'm on the ice. Maybe let's say half that. I get twenty two minutes of ice. Not all game. I that's not all game time because the stoppages. So you play like what twenty minutes of hockey. Um, that takes like, it takes twenty like almost twenty minutes to get to the rink for me. It takes like twelve, fifteen minutes to get to the rink. So I'm driving. I, it, it just I don't know. The whole thing to me just like it's just not an, an enjoyable experience to drive to the rink, put the gear on, barely play, take the gear off, chat with the guys, and then drive home. Like it's anyway. That's when we moved into the winter. We did the two twenty stop. I think that's like a that's a pretty good time. I'd love more. Ice is expensive though, and so it's just gonna. It's just going to cost more to rent. But anyway, the 220 stop has worked well in the winter league that we're going to apply to this summer league. And so the games are, yeah, 220 stop time. I think that's like, you can get away with that for sure. 
the 220 stop is amazing. Again, I played one game last year in the rec division, 220 stop. I remember looking up at the clock at one point and I was like, man, we've only played five minutes. I feel like I've been here for an hour <laughs> just because you're, you're gassed. Uh, and the time wasn't just constantly running. So you're not like, okay, 10 minutes left on the ice, come back. Oh, three minutes left. And I, I, I bring it up again, icing. So you just, it's yeah. nice to know when you ice the puck, you don't lose three minutes. For sure. And I'm definitely happy with the format. Um, the game format for sure that's worked out well uh overtime if we if we can fit it in so sometimes there's a couple extra minutes uh, not overtime sorry shootout if there's a couple extra minutes at the end of a game we run a, sh- a quick shootout uh, careful if what the so, first two weeks ended in ties yeah okay <laughs> you want me to touch on that Please. basically what happened there was the game started at uh we had the ice 9 to 10.15 and 10.15 to 11.30. Those are not my favorite playing times. or like I hate to schedule games for those times because I don't want guys at the rink at, at midnight. Um, and we didn't get on the ice. I was there for the first game. I was the 9 o'clock game. And uh, we didn't get on the ice until about 9.05, 9.06. They didn't flood the ice. I don't know why they didn't buzz them off. I'm not sure. Uh, so we were delayed. So we didn't have time. Like that, that eight-hour extra time at the end of the first tie. And then the second game, uh, they were probably pushed back as well. Also, getting off the ice at 11.30 is probably just like, let's get home. So that's why it's in the rule. Like It's not mandatory to get the shootout in, but I don't like finishing games in ties. I think that's almost like worse than playing a straight-time game. I think going to the rink to play a game and not having a result, I, for me personally, I've never liked that. I, think, I was like, why? Let's just finish a game. So, so that- what's the answer? Well, the answer, there's two options. You either rent more ice than you use every time, and that way you can fit it in, or it's the rule I have, which I think is the most sensible. If time allows, if there's three to five minutes left in the game, like left on the actual rented time, we do a three-man shootout. So I guess my question here is, what happens... Okay, first, let's back up here for a sec. Do all six teams make playoffs this year? Okay. All right. I guess what I'm going to say is kind of pointless. And I was just thinking like, if, if, you know, like, cause last year we had one team not make the playoffs. So what if it comes down to a situation where they need a point to make the, to like, if they win the game, they make the playoffs. And it's one of those situations where you're like, sorry guys, time doesn't allow for us to finish this game. Therefore you don't have a fair chance to make the playoffs. That would be tough. But the, like the only other option would be to just end in ties anyway. Yeah, I, I it's your hands so are like, tied. I get that. It's it's tough. I still feel like you could have one shooter, one shooter per team. Pick your best guy. Like that takes two minutes. Here's the issue, though. I I love that, and I did think about that to be honest. I I do think that yeah, pick a shooter, and then it's just sudden death right away. Like you have, you know what I mean? Just yeah, you have to, yeah, one yeah. shooter. If I shoot and miss, um, and you shoot and score. The you other win. thing you could, the other thing you could do is have both shooters go at the same time. That's not like a tra- traditional shootout, but like you can have both refs on the either end. You have both shooters just skating at the goalies, and like, do you know what I mean? Like it could happen. Like that, that takes what twenty seconds. Yeah. Um, the problem is, uh, the rec staff when the, once that sometimes when that buzzer goes, 
for the end of the game, they'll start to open the, the Zamboni door right away. And like, I just don't feel like we're in a place where we can tell them how to do their job and how they want to run their facility. So that is also the other tough part. But anyway, you've, yeah, you've kind of like sparked my interest on the topic. So now I'm going to overthink about this for the next couple of days, but all good things though, for sure. But anyway, um, yeah, let's jump into this summer. Let's jump into, the, into talking about this summer now. I think we kind of hashed out last summer enough. Uh, like I said, the biggest change is coming this year. We have six teams. We have full stop, uh, 220 stop time games and uh, best of three playoff series. I think that's kind of cool. I think that's I think that's right as well. Uh, and then as well as so the other summer, rec- summer uh, sorry, the other winter league rules being um, your rosters, uh, the roster deadlines. There's no changing of or adding players late. So things like that. So I think the summer league has seen a big boost. And we've also got a, a trophy now. So last summer, there's no trophy. It was just kind of, let's get this going. This year, I invested a little money to get a trophy that we'll have for, there's a lot of plates on it, actually. I don't know how many plates, like 20 plates on it. So 20 years of, of Chell Summer League. Um, but yeah, it's kind of... There can only in- be one first-time winner. <laughs> yeah, the Endeavor Wave are etched in uh, Chell history there. Um so love it. Six teams looking looking great. I want to kind of let's just talk about first these the two new teams, the two newbies. We have the Purple Dragons led by first time captain Blake Terry. Blake's been great to deal with for me, um, which is like that's kind of how I like not judge a team, but that's how I look at the team captain is like how communicative are they, how are they responsive, and how are they collecting their dues and stuff like that. Blake's been nothing but great. And uh, and another first time captain, Kalen Backer. Uh, Kalen, I knew uh, just from helping with the CEC Cougar hockey team last last year. Uh, fun, like he was a great, what a great guy. Uh, I got some, I got some good, not good, good stories, but I got some interesting stories on him. Maybe we'll have him on the pod though. Maybe I'll save him for that. Uh, that'll be good. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, but Kalen, so Kalen's kind of put a team the butt heavy. Is it Bud Heavies? I don't know. Bud Heavy. I, I, I think it's Bud Heavy in, in in terms, but when you're talking about them, you have to be like the Bud Heavies. Yeah. And I'm so old that I had to Google what that was. And I thought it was, uh, I, I did think it was like derogatory. And then I Googled it and it's just like, the op- it's like a... It's the opposite it's of Bud Light. Yeah. So Bud anyway, that, that's how old, that's, that's how you know, like you're kind of getting older. Um, I, I guess the recent news out of the Bud Heavy camp, though, is that they're looking for some new jerseys. Yeah, I, I did hear that. Um, I don't know if they have them lined up or if they want to buy them, but looks like there'll be some new jerseys from them. I didn't mind their the ones they have. It's like Budweiser. They have numbers on the back. They just got put on. They look they look nice. But yeah, they, anyway. they do the job. But I guess they were just too small. They had a fashion statement going the other night. They had their elbow pads over top of these sleeves because they just couldn't fit the sleeves down over the elbow pads. So some guys yeah, were wondering go, what the heck was going on there. Yeah, you can look at the on the Chell Instagram page. It's like the game MVP there, Sam Rogers. You could just see the elbow pads over top. Everyone everyone that was watching, all the Colchester excavation guys thought it was like a fashion statement, like a, a cool young thing to do. And then, uh, yeah, I came to find out that the jerseys were just a little too small uh, but that team, the white or the sorry, the Bud Heavy team, 
comprised of a lot of ex CEC Cougars, a few Junior B guys on there. It is neat to see um, guys like Mitch King, CEC captain, uh, 20, well, that was last year, last season. No, not last season, just happened, the one before that. Uh, but then you got guys like Nick Marshall, Nick Gallant, uh, Max Greater X, Cam Weatherby, Backer. Like, you got all these guys. Field, can't forget Alex Field. You got all these guys from different CEC eras that are, like, meshed together on a team. And um, and Cookie, Sam Rogers, like, there's a ton. And they're all playing together in a summer beer league. I think that's just, I think it's kind of neat. That, it's the pure uh, definition of kind of what we want it for, like, our rec division. Right, you know, guys yep. getting together, playing with their friends, some competitive hockey, something to play for. Just a, another note here too: Mitchell King was the captain two years ago. Is that correct? Yep. Nick Gallant was the captain three years ago. Ooh. Uh, who was the captain last year? Uh, captain last year, Bailey Wolf. Oh, okay. No, no Bailey Wolf this year. Maybe next year. Get a get a running going of uh, CEC captains. <laughs> Maybe Travis yeah, I, can go play with them for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, shout out to Travis Bentley there. 2010, 2009, 2010, CEC captain. Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, it's just really cool to see. I wish they went with the CEC alumni team name. Um, they were labeled the Young Guns just as like a, they didn't have a team name. And I think that's just so overused like Young Guns or whatever. It's just so so overdone. But it, it did describe the team. But great to see all the CEC alumni uh, coming together and having some fun, rekindling some friendships maybe. Like guys are in uni- university now that maybe don't see these guys as much as they used to in high school. So anyway, I, I think that's a really cool concept. No, it's, it's, it's great to see. And it just goes to show, I think, the growth of the Chell where we're not just old guys playing hockey. There's also interest from the younger crew. Now, mind you, I think we have to draw a line in the sand for how young we can go. For sure. Just to keep it respectful and fair. But to see these guys, you know, one year, two year out of high school, home for the summer from university, looking for a place to play, coming together, hanging out with their buddies at the same time. And Nick Marshall, who plays on the Bud Heavy team, recently won a dojo with the Anakinish Bulldogs Junior B. Now he's back playing in the Chell. He is a defending champ, also from the former Endeavor Wave team. I didn't know. Actually, he was a guy I knew could play Junior B. I didn't know he did, though, this year, a couple games. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Nick, uh, Nick Marshall. I remember watching Nick. I so I did the m- music because I know the coaches on that CC team, and I they didn't have a music guy, so I did some music two years ago when Nick was on the CC Cougars, and I remember remember watching their games, and and Nick was like he was like the horse of that team, they literally they won and lost games based on how Nick did I guess, um and I remember watching one game actually in Northumberland. The CEC was on the road. Uh, Jared Langell, my brother-in-law, was playing on Northumberland, the high school team that year. So he asked me to come play music for their team. So I was in town, played some music, but I got to see CEC play 
the the Hawks, Nighthawks, and I think the score was a five four overtime win for the Nighthawks, Northumberland Nighthawks, and I th- believe Nick had four points, and it was uh yeah, I don't remember everything about that game, but I just remember that like Nick carried that team that that game in specific, specifically he carried that team to overtime and gave them a chance to win and then they did end up, end up losing but uh anyway it was just Nick Nick dominated the high school level fantastic hockey player a lot of skill and uh it's great to see him in the chell and he's back from Saint Avex yeah uh, is he going to play <clears throat> do you know if he's going to play uh for the Bulldogs next year as far as I know, yep. Unless somebody offers him a lucrative contract, <laughs> I believe he will be back with the dogs. Nice. And they will yep. be going, I believe, for a three-peat maybe? Oh, wow. I, I believe. I think we were talking about that the other day. I think it is a three-peat. Yeah, wow. I mean, that, team, that team is crazy. When you, when you have a junior B team in the same town that – as a university, you're probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, that's fair, and I, and I know they've had success in the past too. Um, but yeah, that's that's great. Good to have those like kids like that home, or I guess young adults uh, home from university to play in the Chell. It's what it's all about. Same with the Purple Dragons; they've got a couple of key stars on their side as well. Um, and then we got kind of some some vet teams as well. We got uh, uh, the Colchester Excavation, Spencer Maskell and company. We have the Summer Hogs. I'm branding them branding them as the Summer Hogs because I just think they're they're the same skeleton, but they're a different makeup from what the Winter Hogs were, the champions were. Uh, and that one's led by, I'll say Bruce, Bruce and Spencer Scott. Those are Bruce Gillis and Spencer Scott. Couple yeah. nice additions though on that roster, yeah. In Carson Lansley and Ben, is it Schaefer? Sheffer? I like to say Sheffer. I don't know. I can though. never get that right, but we'll go with Sheffer. Ben Sheffer, former uh, Toro Bearcat, played in the summer last year actually with uh, GM Reezy, who surprisingly, believe it or not, is on this team. Summer Hogs as well. They brought Alex Phillips in as well. We kind of, we chatted about him in episode two a little bit. Um, and uh, Mackie. Mackie plays for, uh, I always say Amherst. What is it, Cumberland? Uh, it's the coal. Are you talking about the senior Yeah, the team? miners. Yeah. yeah, it's the Spring Hill Coal Miners. Spring Hill. It's all the same area to me. But yeah, he played out there, senior, senior hockey in Spring Hill there. So Mackie is on uh, the Hogs for the summer. Uh, Titans are back with a bit of an improved squad. I would say a very improved squad. Probably the biggest off-season or winter-season acquisition. Would you say? I would think. Ben Higgins. Yeah. Ben Higgins is playing for the Titans this summer. I got to play against him on Sunday night. Uh, Great guy. I was kind of chatting with him on the ice a bit. Um, I asked him if it was okay if I shadowed him in beer league hockey. I was like, this is what coach wants me to do. I got to follow you around the ice. No, How I didn't. Take I, didn't I, I didn't. He was just laughed it off. I, did, I didn't really. I, but uh, I, did, I did ask him if that was all right. Um, but yeah, he's, he's quite clearly a step above a lot of the people on the ice. He's 
very very good with his with his stick. I think that's the like the thing I noticed the most is like his his stick capability and his stick skills and his how quick he is with things and his shot or like everything's just really improved. He played uh, Mooseheads, right? He, he had a couple of seasons yep. with the Mooseheads. Came back and played Junior A. Yep, for his twentieth year, I think, like his twenty age. I believe he played for with the Bearcats, led them almost to a championship. I don't think they won that year. Yeah, great guy on the ice. I don't know him. Um, Plays for SMU just, now. Yeah, so he's playing university. So uh, he's been great. They added Sandy McKenzie, longtime Toro legend. Sandy McKenzie. This guy, don't know his age. Doesn't matter. He's still way better at hockey than I am. Uh, yeah, Sandy McKenzie, uh, super fast. Uh, anyway, so they added him and uh, Lee. Lee Davidson. He might have been on the team prior, but Lee Davidson's back as well. I kind of noticed him last game. I was like, okay. I played pickup with him. Fun fact. Well, not fun fact, but fun story. I played pickup with him like a month ago. And I was like, okay, this guy played in the queue. And I was actually playing goalie. He had a 2-1-0. They didn't score, by the way. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was like, okay. But then seeing him play with the Titans the other night, I was like, oh, he's got a couple of gears. So obviously, you know, playing pickup, you could dial it back a bit. But Lee looked really good the other night. Frazier and Dylan uh, looked good. Frazier on the point. Interesting, interesting there. I think they were That's just short a different guys. Tactic. Yeah, I think they were just short, but and Frazier's just a he's a team guy. Um They also and, have Glenn Frizee. <laughs> Glenn Frizee's a big pickup. He was on the point too, believe it or not. He's a forward, isn't he? Natural forward. Honestly, you know what? I'm gonna be completely honest. When it comes to some of these guys, like, you know, you gotta remember I'm not from Truro. I wasn't born in Truro. I've only been here now for seven years, I think really involved with hockey only the last three i would say we had a little bit of hockey going before covid and then everything when that shut down that league kind of fell apart hence the birth of the chill but when when all these guys and no offense to these guys i just don't know them but when people talk about glenn or sandy and how good they are i don't know oh okay let me fill you in um and I may have told you this story off camera before, Marty, but I'll, I'll say it again here. We, in 2017, my uh, I played with Pardier, so in the commercial league. And um, I know I talked about this in episode one a little bit, but we we had some playoff success. We were a team that had no business doing anything, I thought. We won round one. We, beat, we won round two uh, in an unlikely game three. And we went to the final. And we met... I don't know what the team name was, but we met Sandy McKenzie and company. Um, that included Frizee. That included Barber. That included... It was like a lot of... This is... Hey, this is... The DeBert Commercial League has this rule. Like, my one pro rule is born from this. Because I just felt like it was just so lopsided. It, was, it should never have been a final. Um, but anyway, when Sandy was on the ice... And this is six years ago. He, uh, you couldn't touch the puck. I've never seen someone glide as fast as he can glide in his zone. And maybe that's like, maybe it's it's accentuated by how small this ice surface is. But I uh, honestly, he would glide over the blue line in our offensive end, and I'm skating as fast as I can and not able to catch him. I was like, what are the physics here? 
I don't understand. Like, it it was really impressive. And uh, yeah, he we had a close game one, and I think we lost like four two or three two. And then the rest of the series just wasn't. Uh, I think we that was a game where like we were like Florida, really opportunistic, not the better team clearly, but somehow kept in it. But then the rest of the series was like seven one type games, like it was just blowouts. Uh, but anyway, that was my that's my Sandy story. He's I love that he's playing in the league. I think he's still dominant. I think he's still really good, and uh, played played pro uh, over in Europe, right? Huge like the he played Bearcats and stuff. And anyway, love to have him on the show. We'd love to have him as a guest on the show. So we'll see if we can uh, tee something up there. Um, and then for Z, it's funny for Z when when I was playing minor hockey. He was a billet at uh, Brendan Lyons' house. Do you know Brendan Lyons? I do, yeah. Yeah, so he was a billet there. And so uh, I played with Brendan, like Bantam Devil and, and all that. So I just remember the, the boys, he played. With, he was captain of Junior A, and he was always talked about. He was It was Frizee, Glenn Frizee, and um, he really won the community that year. Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like, he, you know, my dad and stuff, like, he, he just was, was talked about. And very skilled. I don't have his stats in front of me, but Glenn Frizee was was uh, the cream of the crop for Junior A. It's pretty pretty neat to see these guys playing in uh, our league. And that's you know what that's what I come back to is like, how lucky am I, or are we to kind of to have the Chase Carters, the Gavin Hart's, the G Blackmore, the Ben Higgins, but then at the same time, you have. Uh, me, guy that played out nowhere. You have, um, last year you had you know even Groves or the team we had last. Yeah, they're just the guys, the Ryan McLeod, the big gaps of like guys that you have that could play and have fun. Mm-hmm. It's like I think that's just so important. I I agree. I think we forgot to touch base with the Purple Dragons a little bit on how they had both Gavin Hart and G Blackmore playing for them. Certainly helps bolster their roster. Uh, they're also a new team with a bunch of young guys on their team, and having those two will really help them. I think going forward, I think their biggest problem might be how many guys they get that show up to games. In terms of if you have fifteen forwards show up, your two best players aren't playing as much as you probably want them to. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a thing. Yeah, I'm never going to complain about too many guys showing up. But I think they're actually you know what I'm going to complain about too many guys showing up. <laughs> it gets to a it's, point where there's just too many. No, you're right. It is true. It'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Um, you could notice those two guys on the ice. Uh, Gavin joined the military. He's out. He's stationed in New Brunswick, so I don't know his availability all summer. But he uh, he looked great as always. Scored a big goal for them, and. Uh, yeah, just happy to have that kind of skill on the ice. And then I think we have one last team, the Underground Snacks team, which also on paper could easily run away with this league. Couple notable names, Merle Putnam played with the Bearcats last winter. Uh had a short 5-game stint with the Mooseheads a couple years ago, I think. Uh very good hockey player. Uh, they also have Aaron Crocker, 
played last year, also played with the Novus team in the winter, uh, Navarro Mentez. That guy is silky, I think is the word, on skates. Like, it's crazy. Like You just would not think, you know, what that guy can do with the puck on his stick is crazy. A lot of skill. Probably the best bucket in the league, too. Yeah, I don't know how that's legal, but we won't go there. Uh, rounding out their roster, the Moore brothers, PJ and Travis. They are brothers, are they not? Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, Travis actually played against my brother growing up, so kind of cool story there. Uh, team clown, Jason Reddick. <laughs> good guy. See that guy every day. Love having a chat with him. He's a good guy. Uh, arguably, you know, might give you a go for the fastest skater in the league, Brandon Verge. Oh, yeah. But you know what? Our skill's pretty even, though. So, no, Verge. <laughs> Verge, man. Verge made the first team all star in the Winter League, right? Yeah. It's funny. You're, you're naming these players, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, yeah, that's good. No, he's good. No, he's good. And then all of a sudden you name Verge. I'm like, okay. Like, this team is this team's a solid team. The Underground Snacks, they're going to do some damage. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I mean. I think this team on paper with, and also not to mention Dylan and Nets, yep. this team could make, make some noise this year. For sure. I, I agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, six teams again, it's one up from last year. I, I think we could have had more, but time crunch and uncertainty with a couple guys mainly one guy but it is what it is pretty happy to have six teams it makes playoffs so much easier definitely we almost we almost had eight there was i remember a one, there was a point where i thought you had nine we had nine we had nine different individual captains reach out to say i want to put a team in we had nine and i was like okay maybe i can hopefully bank on eight so here i am making like a schedule for the summer with eight teams, I made it with six teams, and I think I made one with seven. And uh, but yeah, so just doing a bunch of extra just to be ready to, for it all. But we had at one point nine. I was like, well, one will pull out. We'll have eight. We did end up with six, but I think I think it's good, and I think six to eight is probably the right number. Six is six is fine. Every summer, if we get six from here on out, perfect. I'm I'm totally happy with that. Because I I believe at one point two. We were sitting down and, and, you know, you can blame me for this, but I pretty much just straight up said, let's not have a summer league. Oh, man. I actually forgot. The summer league almost didn't happen this year. There was a couple weeks and probably a lot of long nights for you where, and I, I think I was just tired of the uncertainty of some guys and, yeah, I want to have a team. No, I don't want to have a team. And then something like you just wake up one morning and something happened where you were like, man, I got, I, I might have nine teams this summer. I'm like, <laughs> I think man, last somebody... week, I don't even think we had two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then also when, when we had a couple teams pull out and there was some uncertainty, I think then again, there was a second time where I was like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to happen. This is too much like not a headache, but it's, it's like not worth this is not worth the additional like communication and stress of like, do we, are we doing this or not? And 
yeah, so there's a second time where, and someone texted me like, yeah, this, this summer league's not going to happen. And at that point, I forget who sent that message. I was like, yeah, we're going to do it then. So people think it's not going to happen. We're doing it. Uh, One thing you love to tell me, and I'm sure you tell everybody else is, don't tell Matt McKenzie he can't do something. I do love that. I, I really do. Um, yeah, well, and, and the other thing was we had the summer league the first year. I think it's part of, I think it's what's part of the unique Chell brand. Like, we have a summer league. We encompass the winter league. Truro doesn't have summer any summer hockey other than like a, a specific program, like we talked about. So, for guys that want to play in the summer or that are home for a skate, this is this is the spot for you for sure. I think it's kind of cool, and something just popped in my head here. When you know we try to mimic ourselves after the NHL, this is the Chell, so we try to mimic the NHL. Uh, they have their regular season where they play for the cup. We have our regular season where we play for the cup. And in the summer, they have these mini tournaments around the States, I believe, um, where guys get together that don't normally play with each other and they play in these tournaments. I don't know what it's called, but it's a big thing. I think it happens in August. So it, it's kind of like our summer version of it is the summer league where guys can you know join different teams if they want to. They can stay with the same teams. Skill cap is is way different, um, but but that's yeah, it's cool, kind of that was my comparison there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I guess that uh, that reminds me though, we'll also shout out here the Summer Slam tournament we are running as part of the summer program. That'll be August three to six, so that long weekend in August. If you do get the long weekend, we'll have uh, a summer hockey tournament. We're going to feature a rec division, B division, whatever you want to call it. That will have a skill cap of uh, probably a couple junior of a couple junior B. I know that for sure. And then we'll have just a, like an open division as well. So stay tuned. Uh, yeah, we'll be get, we'll be get that's coming up. Like it's mid May, so you know you have two months, June July, two and a half months, I guess, if you consider the rest of May. But two months, and then we'll be we'll be kind of right into that summer tournament, which is the first of its kind for me. Um, of that size and a first of its kind in in Truro, I think, in the summer. So anyway, I'm pretty excited for that Summer Slam. To be quite honest, like, see how it goes. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for. It. I know the boys at work. Uh, when I refer to the boys, like I know Nick was talking about it today. Actually, we talked about. He asked when it was, and he said hopefully he can get the boys together and they have a good year. And and I quote him here: Once they win the summer league. They will then go win the Summer Slam. So you hear it, heard it here. Bud Heavy, the Bud Heavies, are here, and they they're out for blood. <laughs> Perfect. I can't wait to play them. To be honest, I think we're the it's our fifth game, so it's not for a while. But I'm excited to play the, those guys. Cocky kids. There is a lot of excitement around that team. I do have to say, like even we have uh, Chris McKenzie on our team, XCC Cougar, and. Of course, he knows a lot of the guys, and uh, just being involved in that the CC Cougars this past year, I, you know, I know a lot of the guys. So it's just kind of, kind of fun, and I, I'm excited to play them. They look look like a fun team to play, to be honest. Yeah, and I I don't think they're you know where they're younger too. I don't think they've. I'm trying to think about how to word this nicely. They're not going to be a super greasy team or a dirty team. Not so much to say that they're kind of scared, but I mean, if who's who's a really tough guy? Like if Bruce is standing over top of me, 
I'm probably going to shy back and skate away. I'm just going to go <laughs> skate right to the dressing room, take my gear off and go home. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think there are going to be a lot of heart and a lot of uh, young young legs. And so, yeah, we'll see. See them do some damage. I'm excited to, to play against some of them and, yeah, see how it all goes. Any 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 predictions? I, I know you're in the league, so you you can be biased. I, I, I get that. But looking at the rosters... Any predictions? Ooh, I like this question. I think I'm going to have to go uh, purely as an outsider looking in. Um, I There's three teams I really like. I, I think Underground Snacks, which we just talked about, they're going to do some damage. I think they, they could contend. I think uh, Summer Hogs, you can never count out Spencer Scott. Never. Ever, ever. Spencer Scott. And... Uh, Titans. Titans look look solid top to bottom. I think they'll be a fun a fun team to to watch and see how they do. I think those are kind of the three guys. Um, not to say that the other three aren't like in the mix because you know look at the NHL right now. We have look at the four teams left that no one. I mean maybe, but not many people thought these would be the four teams left. So it's anybody's summer, I think. Um, but I'm gonna if I I, I don't want to be just. Let me let me pick one because I think it's it's dumb just to kind of say all the teams. Um, if I had to bet right now, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. I can't I can't get the Titans out of my head. I feel like it's the Titans summer. Let me let me tell you why, and then you and then I want you to 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 chime in on your your thoughts. The Titans were the team to beat last summer. I think they were the best team uh, on paper, and they were the team to win. That didn't happen. Um, and then I did a little Christmas like three-on-three challenge tournament at DeVal's. And the Titans were in there. And again, they kind of like... Their, their team was good. They had a guy that played in the queue. Uh, and then the regular Titans guys. And the team um, didn't, didn't meet the expectation that I thought. They didn't win. They didn't make the final. They lost in the semis. Uh, which happened in the last summer. They lost in the semis. And then in the Winter League, they didn't have success again. So I think they're due. I think it's their number, and I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans. That's pretty good. I don't think I can argue with that very much looking at their roster. I mean, they got Ben Higgins, like we talked about, and then the two guys that I don't know anything about, and I'm going to go to the rink, take a clipboard, and I'm going to take some notes. And I'll be able to tell you next episode who's Sandy McKenzie and Glenn Frazier. The other, the other guys I want to shout out, or the other one guy anyway, is Sandy's son. Sandy's son is on the team as well. He had, a, I think he had a, I don't know much about him. He had a stint though in Junior A, um, but he's another guy that is probably faster than, well, is faster than me, I would say. And um, yeah, really, really good. Kind of like, kind of like me, but better, like everywhere. So do you, you know what I mean? Which yep. I guess that's not that hard to do, but. Just think of like my skill set and improve on all aspects, and I think you have a, a good hockey player. But anyway, yeah. How about you? What do you got? Any thoughts about who's going to win? I know you haven't seen any games yet, but haven't seen any games yet. I think throw a dart. It's tough because I want to go off the board a little bit, but it's hard because you can't pick an expansion team. This isn't the Vegas Golden Knights or Seattle, for that matter. They're in their second year, and look how they did. Based on paper. I got to go with the underground snacks team. 
when you when you throw Navarro and Crocker together, those two love to play together. They play, I believe, they play ball together too. So you know, those are good friends. They they make a difference. Uh, and I think the biggest difference is going to be, and if we come up against your Titans in the final, I'm taking Dylan over Jacob every day. That's fair. I will say I will come defend Curry because Curry is a competitor. Um, yeah, he, he he'll battle like he'll really put up like anyway. He he's a competitor. He can kind of show up and and close a game out. It is the best two to three final. Um, so we'll see. I like Lee on defense. I don't know if Frazier and Glenn are playing D all year. I wouldn't think so, but maybe. And if so, highly skilled guys on D. I just don't know how their defensive awareness and stuff is. But anyway, that should be that would be a fun final, to be honest. I'm surprised the Summer Hogs are left off that list. Um, I'm just going to give them a quick shout out. We already talked about them, but I got to say it again. Spencer Scott. Okay. Do you know that guy? Uh, heard Bruce of, Gil- heard that name. Bruce Gillis. So that's the goalie, obviously. Bruce, the, the big names, Bruce, Carson, Ben. I think that's enough. I don't know. A solid I mean, decor. Yeah, they got a solid decor. Spencer and Spencer. One guy we didn't talk about that you guys picked up recently that I think is a big addition for you, quietly, is Jordan Baxter. Yeah. He yeah. he's a good player. I th- I think he is anyway. He's big and he's tough. And I'll tell you right now, he hit me at center ice one year and my head is still spinning. <laughs> obviously accidental. We don't hit out here, but obviously accidental, but I'm I was spinning for days. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. We already talked with the Hogs, but anyway, I just thought it's interesting they're not uh Coming off the winter, I know it's a different makeup of a team, but coming off a winter championship, um, anyway, they should be in the mix. I do think Colchester Excavation has heart, and I do think, I do think it'll depend on a few factors. But yeah, if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick the Titans. I, I'm going to give a quick shout out because I was th- honestly thinking about going off the board, and I really like this Bud Heavy team. I thought you were going to I thought you were going to go there. If the only thing that holds me back is Cookie. I I just yeah? I just yeah, I, I mean he's good goalie, don't get me wrong, all the goalies are wrong. Uh, are good, sorry. I just I just don't know when you get in those close games and you know, let's say they're playing the underground snacks team in the semifinals and it's a close game and you got Verge and Crocker and Navarro yeah. And PJ and Travis and Merle coming yeah, at that, you. That's a good point. It'll be good to see how he adapts and how he reacts. He's still super young. But hey, this is know, a shout out. This is a shout out. Prove me wrong. <laughs> love it. Oh, I love it. Um, any other comments here, Marty? We're, we'll probably sign off here soon. Do you got anything else you want to add? Not really. No, I'm just excited. I'm excited to I'm going to try to catch as many games as I can. I do like the fact with the schedule that everybody plays on Wednesday nights for the most part. So there's three games every Wednesday night. Times are really good too. I think there's a 6:30 game. So, you know, get home, have some supper, watch the game, still make it home before it's dark. Yeah. 
that that timing's been hit or miss though with the league. Um, it's interesting. I like it. It's it, it's nice and early. You probably catch some sunlight still after. Like it's it won't get dark till nine or eight thirty nine, right? Right. Uh, but I have heard there's it's it's a challenge for some you know families and people that have kids that are doing activities and stuff. So anyway, but it, it it's just all learning for me and um, I think it's still the right timing for the league. Like I still think you you have to have it if guys can't play. Like it's just unfortunate. But anyway, just another kind of like as an organizer, I put time into thinking about some of this stuff. But yeah, so six thirty is nice. Seven forty five is nice. Yeah, I, I, you know, just to touch base with that, I, I think it's going to be good having all three teams play, or sorry, six teams play one night. Yeah, maybe guys will hang around, check out the other teams, watch some games. It's always fun playing with a couple people in the stands. For sure. Don't be surprised if you see us there too. Who knows? Maybe down the road we'll get some streaming going and broadcast some games. Or yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun just to mess around with like, yeah, with doing some play by play. I'd be so bad, but. I'd have fun with doing some play-by-play and just kind of talking hockey while we were like filming a a chell game. Why not? Who cares? But yeah, I think at the end. Is, Go ahead. No, just the other thing too is I'd love to. Uh, we kind of we kind of chatted a little bit about this, but just setting up like a kind of featuring some of the guys, getting some interviews done. So uh, be prepared for us sticking a microphone in your face here in the next month or two, and um, yeah, hoping to just have a fun summer here. I'm I'm excited. I, I like where things are going. And just another shout out, August 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th, the first annual Summer Slam. It's going to be good. Get your teams in. Reach out to us. We have an Instagram page, Colchester Podcast. We also have the Colchester Hockey Elite League Instagram page. Reach out. Ask us some questions. What do you want to hear from us? That's right. And if you want to be featured on here, Come on as a guest. We'd love to have you. Uh, send us a message and uh, we'll make it happen. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks so much, Marty. And uh, thanks for watching or, or listening, everybody. And we'll, we'll catch you in episode four.